Boom Blast. And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up On Blast Raps Post Game Show. My name is Sheldon Alexander, and you know, I'm happy. I know you guys are diehard fans. If you are tuning in right now to listen to this podcast, I applaud you because you are a diehard Raptors fan. Because it's Saturday night, it's 10.30. Saturday night, the Raptors just played the Chicago Bulls, who are basically, I mean, with injuries, even if you add in the people who should be playing on their team, you know, the Lori Markinens, you know, you add in those guys, still not really a good team. Zach Levine... You give them a better shot. But without a lot of these injuries, the Chicago Bulls are basically a bunch of dudes that would be on who he play for, right? So if you tuned in to watch this Raptors game and now you're tuning in to watch this Raptors post-game show, I applaud you because you are a diehard Raptor fan. And you know what? For diehard Raptor fans, maybe some people were worried. Raptors were on a three-game losing streak. Um, a quick, a, a very, like, very quick switch from how Raptors fans felt a week ago. Things were riding high, fresh off the road trip. Three straight losses, people weren't feeling as good. And you know what? Here comes the Chicago Bulls, playing the role as as one of my guys, Timmy McAuliffe, used to say all the time. Chicago Bulls, perfect timing to play the role of the slump buster. Chicago Bulls, just, that was not a good team. This was not a good game, (laughs) but... You know what? It's one of those things where the Raptors win 122 to 83 to improve to 13 and 4. And I'm going to give the Raptors credit for taking care of business in terms of just blowing out a team like you should blow out a team. And there are a lot of good things that you wanted to see from the Raptors. Um, one thing I want to ask people right off the bat, and yes, I'm going to shout out. Uh, I see here, how about a shout out for the Saturday Night Crew? Definitely salute. I see you in Instagram. Again, if you want to send some questions, at Sheldon Alexander on Instagram, or if you're watching on Twitter, Periscope, that is at Shell Alexander. Now, I do want to give a little shout out here to the crew tuning in on a Saturday night, but I do want to make sure that we we go over the fact that this wasn't, this game didn't have to go like this, is what I mean to say, right? This could have been, you know, a bench game where it's kind of close, you know, Lowry did enough. I think the way that Nick Nurse paced out the starters' minutes in terms of Kyle Lowry and uh, Pascal, Serge, the way that he paced those guys out was really good, especially in the first half. You know, let them get their feet a little bit, but when they went to the bench and the Raps were up, I want to say, like, 10, if the lead got a little closer, here here came Kyle, here came the guys again, and the Raptors just put this game away early. The game was pretty much over from, I don't know, would we say halftime? Raps were up, what, they were up nine after one. By the time halftime rolled around, I mean, it was 57-44 at half. This game was pretty much over early. But the MVP of this game, quickly, Fred Van Fleet. I think it's pretty straightforward. Pretty cool move by Nick Nurse. The timing just seemed to work out perfectly where... uh, Fred Van Fleet's from a a town called Rockford, which is, I think they said, 90 minutes away from Chicago. And, you know, for him to get his first career start pretty close to your hometown where your family and friends would be able to to be there to see you play in your your first NBA start in your hometown, that's pretty cool. 
also just add in the fact that Fred's career, right? This is something we we might forget now because, you know, there's been a lot of things that happened and he's become such a, a pretty big part of the Toronto Raptors team. But you got to remember, Fred's grind to get to the NBA, going, you know, to Wichita State, which I know is um, a quote-unquote mid-major. They had a couple runs, which kind of put them on the map, but still not a big-time NCAA program by any means, right? But having a solid career there, a great career there, but then going undrafted and then having to be an undrafted guy, grind it out in the D-League. I guess it was called the D-League then. But for him to grind it out on Raptors 905, force them with the work that he put in on Raptors 905 to give him a spot on the Raptors, and then to see him you know, play so well that Corey Joseph, the Canadian guy, the Canadian backup point guard, became expendable because Corey was going to be making more money than you know you would have to pay fred and fred was probably in a position where he would be out playing cory when you think of where fred is now and you're coming off a, a year where last season fred was a six man of the year candidate right like that's a big big thing so to see where fred's career is gone we sort of lose perspective on that because he's become such a vocal part but the grind you know to get there moments like tonight are pretty cool you know, and that's where sports, you know, I know this is a blowout game against the Bulls and it's not really that quote unquote big of a deal in the grand scheme of things, but it's moments like this that we get reminded of sports being really cool because it gives us different stories like that, right? Like think about how amazing that would be. Think about how just everything just lined up for this moment to happen where Fred could be getting his first career start in front of family and friends in his hometown, you know, against the Bulls and then put up an 18 points, his, his season high, best game of the year, 18 points on 7 of 11 shooting in front of his family. And, you know, he did the postgame interview with Jack. And I thought it was pretty cool to hear him talk about trusting in his work. You know, like he said that he wasn't really off to a good start of the season so far, but he trusts in the work that he puts in. And I know that sounds overly simplistic, and I know Raptors fans might have issues with LeBron James after what LeBron James has done to the Raptors year after year after year. But one of the things I always respected about LeBron, when about what he would say, even after tough losses or them grinding it out through the playoffs, he would always say, speak about how he trusts the work that he puts in. He gives a lot to the game, and so by putting in that much work, what he gives to the game you expect to get back. And so to hear Freddie utter those same sentiments and then think about the work that it's taken him to get to this point, it's pretty cool to see, man. It's pretty cool to see. Again, great game for the Raps, great game for Freddie. The way things lined up, it was almost like a perfect storm for Nick Nurse to say, hey, Freddie, get your first start of the year because the Raptors are dealing with injuries, plus add in Kawhi, a heavy workload last night. So obviously it makes sense to sit Kawhi on the second night of a back-to-back -back against the Bulls, who, again, are they have lottery dreams. I think they're, they're dreaming of Zion. They're dreaming of RJ. They need help. So it made sense. And I do want to ask people this question, too. If you're watching this or listening to this live, feel free to join in and answer this question because heading into this game, I feel like certain people were kind of upset with the thought that Kawhi Leonard would be resting on the second night of a back-to-back -back, just because the Raptors have lost three games in a row. If you're one of those people, I want to hear from you because I want to hear why you would think that, first off. But secondly, I'd want to tell you, chill out. <laughs> Relax. That makes no sense, right? Whether they win or lose to the Bulls doesn't really matter, right? 
You know that Kawhi played a heavy, heavy workload last night. That was a big-time game against the Boston Celtics, and he showed you what he's capable of in a big-boy game on the road against Boston. That's what you need Kawhi Leonard for. Games like this against the Bulls, you don't need Kawhi Leonard in this game. You barely need Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry did a great job of maestroing this game for the Toronto Raptors, and it's one of those things where you might look at the box score and and think, oh, he only went 3 for 11, only had 8 points. But to me, it wasn't about that. It was about the 8 assists. It was about the 7 rebounds. It was about the 3 steals. It was controlling the tempo, right? It was the ball movement. When you watch this Raptors team play at its best, it starts with Kyle Lowry and the ball movement. That's when these guys are doing so well because the ball is on a string. You can't keep up. Everyone can shoot and pass on this team, right? And it's a thing where... You know, Danny Green is a knockdown shooter. Kyle Lowry at times is a knockdown shooter. All the other guys where you're looking at uh, Siakam, Ibaka, Freddie, DeLon even, if you go into some of the bench dudes, those guys can hit shots, open shots in rhythm. They're NBA players, but they're better than your average NBA player. So they can knock down a wide open shot. And how do you get wide open shots? Ball movement. How do I believe the ball movement starts? With Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry did that tonight, and it's not always going to be about scoring. And I know he talked about it after the game. We talked about it on yesterday's podcast about how Kyle Lowry really struggled with the shooting. He's been struggling with the shooting as of late. Even tonight, two of eight from three-point land. I mean, it's a long season, right? There's going to be ups and downs. Shooter's going to shoot. You know, Freddie talked about it. I talked about it on the last podcast as well. It's a make-or-miss league. Just keep shooting the shots. Trust in the process. Trust in what you put into the game. Kyle Lowry's going to hit shots. We know that. That's going to come back around. Not really worried about that too much, but it was just good to see them. It was a workmanlike game for them, right? Because you're coming in and obviously Norm's still out. CJ's still out. OG's out. Kawhi's resting on a back-to-back. Freddie's getting the start. That's a big-time like adjustment for this Toronto Raptors team. And so regardless of who you're playing against, this is almost like a practice game because you're working on things. You're working on Freddie gaining confidence. You're working on Danny Green. <laughs> Again, if you're Danny, if you're a Raptors fan watching the, the Raptors and getting familiar with Danny Green and getting familiar with Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green tonight, 17 points, but the thing is, on 7 of 7 shooting, 3 of 3 from the 3-point line, and playing his normal solid defense, right? Danny Green is the perimeter guy that the Raptors have been looking for. You know, like, just think of what Damari Carroll was supposed to be or what C.J. Miles was supposed to be, right? Like, Danny Green is that guy. The Raptors finally found that guy. But not only did they find that guy, but they also upgraded the DeRozan position in getting Kawhi Leonard. So just keep paying attention to that and watching how well Danny Green does because, yes, the shooting nights will be there, off and on, but you're getting consistent defense and the threat of him being a knockdown shooter, the reputation of him being a knockdown shooter is almost more as val sorry. The the threat of him being a knockdown shooter is almost as valuable as him actually knocking down the shots. You know what I mean? The defense has to respect that. That opens up the spacing for everyone else, for Kyle to drive and kick, for Serge to continue to do his work that he's been doing in the paint. Another solid night for Mr. Ibaka, 16 points, 4 rebounds, 6 of 13 shooting. But Serge, Serge had a run where he put it on 
Jabari Parker. Like, he threw it down hard on Jabari Parker. And then Jabari Parker came down the floor, tried to get Serge back, and Serge blocked him. The energy that Serge Ibaka has had this, this season has just been crazy. Can he keep that up for the whole year? I don't know. But this is where you have games like this, where Serge only has to play 23 minutes. You could ease him through, right? You can take have him have some nights off where he doesn't have to go like super hard as he did last night in Boston. So good signs there from Serge Ibaka. Uh, I'm going to go to Instagram and see what comments we have here. Uh, got a comment here from Instagram that says, crazy, crazy people. Kawhi is working back his stamina, no need. Like you said, no harm, no foul with him out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, why do you need Kawhi Leonard to play against the Bulls, right? Like he's supposed to improve and get back into it by guarding, I don't know, Justin Holiday is that who that is? Like, look at the Bulls roster that played tonight. So you have Parker, you have Carter Jr., who looked lost. I thought he was going to be a solid player coming out of Duke. There was a lot of talk about, you know, was he really, he might have been better than Bagley. Just Bagley got all the attention and all the touches on Duke. Wendell Carter Jr. in this game looked super lost. And this is an opportunity, you would think, with all the injuries the Bulls have, for the young kid to really get some shine. And he looks lost out there. But you look at the rest of their roster, and it's like, I forgot Cameron Payne was still in the league. Totally forgot Cameron Payne was still in the league. If you remember, Cameron Payne was the guy who was Russ's dance partner in OKC. Remember all those videos? Russ had the pregame dance routines. I guess it would have been that uh, first year. When KD left and Russ was uh, the MVP, the triple-double year, I'm pretty sure that was Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne was was there being Russ's dance partner. I don't know. I didn't even know he was still in the league. But he got the start at point guard for the Bulls tonight. If you look at their team, it is a lot of who he played for all-stars. So the purpose of playing Kawhi Leonard against these guys makes no sense. That point further backed up by the fact that Kyle Lowry, towards the end of the game, rolled over an ankle, it looked like, had to leave the game. He probably thought he was out of the viewpoint of the camera, but he actually ended up being still on camera as he just went to the ground in the tunnel. And it looked pretty bad, but he ended up coming back to the bench. And, you know, I guess he's okay. We're waiting now to see uh, if there's any post-game sound that will come out. I'm sure, as I see, Kyle Lowry is talking right now, so someone on the Twitters will tell me what Kyle Lowry says, and I will deliver that information to you as well. Sticking with Kyle Lowry, I saw there was another comment here on uh, Instagram that says, I think Kyle needed to play because he's cold, and if he was hot, I would have liked him resting tonight as well. I agree with that. I think that makes sense, you know. While he's trying to get himself out of the shooting slump, why not let him play? Let him try to get some rhythm. Uh, another comment here. Is that Boogie? Yeah, that's Boogie. Boogie says, can Kyle score in double digits? <laughs> Listen, again, yes, it would be great for Kyle Lowry to score in double digits in this game. He missed a three just before he rolled his ankle, so that would have given him 11 points. But would that have really made you feel that much better or worse about his game if that last three-pointer had rolled in? I know, I know, he's not shooting well. Two for eight is not great. And, I mean, three for eight wouldn't have been that much better. But, I'm okay with Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry's pacing himself. Kyle Lowry, I think, came out gangbusters at the start of the year because he had a bit of extra juice about 
how's this team going to work? Is he going to buy in? I think that gave him a little extra juice, a little added adrenaline to start the season. So the fact that, you know, okay, cool, this is what we can be when he's at peak Kyle Lowry, I think now that kind of allows him to step back and kind of now go back into regular season mode, Kyle, where he has to pace himself throughout this year, right? Because in the playoffs, the Raptors need peak level Kyle Lowry if they are indeed to make a deep playoff run. So games in November against the lowly Chicago Bulls who are in tank mode, not worried about it. Now, am I worried about when Kyle Lowry plays bad against the Celtics in a big boy game? Yes, that's not a good look. But hey, long season, they'll see the Celtics again in the regular season. There'll be other big games coming up soon. So let him let if he's in these games, let him try to figure out his shot. Let him try to gain some rhythm. And yes, I guess Boogs, hopefully he can get to double digits. Uh, Boogie also says here Jabari doesn't have a knee. Yep, that would make it pretty tough to play basketball. Uh, what is this resting? This is a big thing. I do want to get people's people's opinion on resting because Kawhi Leonard, yes, we keep talking about the fact that he played nine games last year. He's already played more than that this season, right? But he's still working his way back. What do people really think about Kawhi Leonard resting overall? Because I don't really have a problem with it because to me, it's like whatever you need to do mentally to make sure that you're prepared for when playoff time comes, for when the big boy games come, cool. If that means you have to rest on the second night of back-to-backs, cool, do that, whatever it is. But I don't want to hear any excuses when it comes to playoff time, when it comes to the big boy Golden State games or whatever. That's when you need Kawhi to put in work. And he did that against the Celtics. So I'm not, I'm not really mad at Kawhi. If he, has to, if he has to rest on the second night of back-to-back so that he can go for what he do, 30 and 15 or whatever it was last night, but even just watching him be gangbusters all over the place, I'm totally okay with that. But I think people are starting to get a little bit annoyed, and maybe if this game didn't play out the way that it did in terms of the Raptors blowing up the Bulls, maybe people would be a little more, you know, kind of like, wait, why is Kawhi Leonard not playing when the Raptors are on a three-game losing streak? I can kind of understand that. But at the end of the day, I would encourage people to just chill. Let He knows his body better than we do. The Raptors got a whole bunch of doctors there making sure that he's okay, all of that stuff. So I'm going to trust them with this process and hope that when we need Kawhi the most, which is playoff time, he's there, he's ready, and he can do that. Uh, what is this? I want a job that I can rest. Can you find me that job? <laughs> Listen, man, I understand what people are saying. I understand. I get it. You know, I really do understand. But at the end of the day, I don't care what Kawhi has to do. But if he's putting up 30 and 15s in the big boy games, Rest all you want, bro. I don't need to see you do anything against the Bulls. He can chill against the Bulls. He can chill against most of the teams in the league. But if, as long as you tell me you're ready for the Sixers, you're ready for the Celtics, you're ready for, you know, the Golden States, the Lakers, or no, he didn't even play against the Lakers. Hmm, interesting. Okay. The Lakers game might be the one game that I'm kind of mad he missed, to be honest. But the Bulls definitely don't care about Kawhi resting against the Bulls, and neither should you, because again... The Bulls are trash. They are 4-13. and 13. They are in the Zion sweepstakes. I, I dare you to try to name like the, the bench of the Chicago Bulls tonight without looking. 
The team is trash. It's okay. Uh, backing that up, back to Instagram. Kawhi wants to play. He's not lazy. I'm a massive Kawhi guy, so I have a bias. But Kawhi wants to win more than anything. If he evaluates rest as the path to do that, let it be in supporting. I agree with that. I agree with that sentiment. But hey, people, I want to hear from you because these are just our opinions, right? And this is why we have this platform to have the conversation amongst Raptor fans, right? To talk about what's going on because this is a very big deal you know, this season, this is a massive season for the Raptors. And you might lose perspective of that because there are going to be ups and downs throughout the season. And a three-game losing streak is one of those things where normally the fan base panics. And a fan base that's Toronto panics a lot. Not used to this success in the city of Toronto. Take a step back and realize that right now in Toronto, the Leafs and Raptors have the best records in their respective leagues. Think about that. The Leafs and Raptors have the best record in their respective leagues. Toronto doesn't know how to deal with that, right? So what I'm saying is chill out, relax, enjoy this season for what it is. Enjoy the fact that, you know, the Raptors didn't really play down the competition. This was a, a game where, you know, if you're Masai Ujiri and you're going back to MLSE to talk about, oh, the value of 905, because remember, it was a big deal for them to put money into Raptors 905. If I'm Masai Ujiri, this is a tape that you send to the MLSE board to say, hey, look, Freddie, Raptors 905, Pascal, Raptors 905, DeLon, uh, Lorenzo Brown, Raptors 905. Then there were moments in this game where, I mean, the entire fourth quarter, your whole fourth quarter, right? Malachi Richardson, Chris Boucher, shout out to Canada, right? Like, uh, who else was on there? Lloyd was on there. Malachi hitting some threes in this game, right? Raptors 905, like, that's an important thing. Like, the way that this organization is doing things right now, it's at a top level in the entire league. So, if you want to panic about three-game losing streaks and panic about Kawhi Leonard resting on the second half of a back-to-back against the Bulls, cool. That's on you. But my point is, chill out, relax. You have the best team record-wise in the entire NBA right now. Enjoy it, Toronto. We're not used to that, so enjoy it. Um, someone here in the chat group, shout out, because you guys are correcting me when I'm wrong, and I appreciate that. Uh, someone here says, Kawhi missed the Lakers game because he jammed his foot. Very true. Good point. That wasn't a resting game. I agree with you. I was wrong. Shout out to you guys for having my back here in the chat group. Uh, he also missed a Jazz game after the Laker game. It wasn't a rest game. Thank you. Uh, Periscope stream or Instagram? I would say Periscope. Why I'm about to say scream for some reason. I don't know why I can't say that. It's like a tongue twister. Periscope stream or Instagram stream? I would say Periscope stream because the camera is just on a better shot. And normally, when I'm not by myself, uh, there's more to look at than not the <laughs> than not my terrible face. Uh, so I would advise people to go to the Periscope stream normally. Um, the Instagram, though, is pretty cool just because uh, comments. That's why I have that up. It just gives more people on different platforms the opportunity to talk and interact with the show as we go along, right? So that's why I got both of them going. Shouts to the people in both. And, you know, thanks to you guys for sending me comments and, and concerns and what else is going on in this game. 
But again, if you're joining us, your Toronto Raptors snap a three-game losing streak. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you guys if that ended some panic, the people that were panicked. Snaps a three-game losing streak, 122-83. Raptors improved to 13-4. and four. Again, our MVP or king of the court goes to Mr. Rockford himself, Fred Van Fleet, in front of his family and friends. 18 points on 7 of 11 shooting. Freddie doing his thing. Again, for the Raptors, no Kawhi, no OG, no... Who else didn't play? No CJ. Lots of injuries still for the Raptors. Obviously, we know Norm's out long-term. And... For the Bulls, no Zach Levine. So, like, he was sick. He wasn't even in the building. So, the small chance that the Bulls had, <laughs> I don't even, I mean, I don't even think they had a chance. But, no Zach Levine. It was a pretty ugly game. Let's be serious, right? It wasn't that ugly. It was a pretty ugly game. But I think you got to take the positives from it. It was good to see Freddie knock down some shots. It was good to see Danny Green knock down some shots. And a guy like Malachi Richardson, I know we might think that that's not a big deal, but if the CJ Miles injury that's nagging and he's out for an extended period of time, if Norm, we already know, is out for an extended period of time, then add in OG, we don't know how long he's going to be out for. Those are three of your perimeter guys, right? That play that kind of, I know it's tough now in the NBA, it's kind of positionless, it's not so much about two, three, four, as much as it is perimeter guy, but if you're missing three of your regular perimeter guys, then talk about how you want to rest Kawhi on the second night of back-to-backs. A guy like Malachi Richardson, you might need him in a big spot, right? You might need him because he's a bigger body. And so if you think about what happened last night, for example, against the Celtics, you run into a situation where Danny Green fouls out, OG's hurt, and now you got to go to a smaller guy to come into the game in terms of DeLon Wright, and you have Kyle Lowry having to try to guard Jason Tatum. My point is, you might need something from Malachi Richardson. So these games are important, right? To get those guys who are developing in the D-League, get them some NBA burn, get them comfortable with playing alongside Kyle or playing alongside Fred, playing in an NBA game, right? So these things are important. They need to gain that confidence, right? Because Jack and uh, Matt kept mentioning about, I feel like every time Malachi's played recently, they mentioned the big game that he had last week. I think it was like 8 or twelve, eight of 12 in the D-League, right? That tells me you can shoot. All that means now, in terms of when you step into the game in the NBA, it's just confidence. That's in your mind. That's in your head. So you need him to be out there and get minutes so that he can gain that confidence, so that he's not just looking to pass the ball whenever he gets it, right? He's not playing hot potato. You want him to gain that confidence that he he's confident enough to knock down that shot. So this is why these games are important. In the grand scheme of things, does it matter for you know the overall, what does this season mean for Kyle or Kawhi or whatever? No, not really. But you want these guys, your Malachi Richardsons, your Lorenzo Browns, guys that could get forced into you needing them. You need them to get more minutes in the game, and that's what this Chicago Bulls opportunity brought. So yeah, again, Raptors with the big win, 122-83 to improve to 13-4. and This is the Wrap It Up Raps postgame show, and I am Sheldon Alexander, of course, I know, I'm by myself today, but it's okay. Because again, it's the Raptors played shorthanded today. The Bulls played shorthanded today. So of course, 
I'm also playing shorthanded today. But thank you guys for tuning in and joining with me and asking questions within the both chat rooms. Really appreciate it. As we look forward to what's coming up on the Raptors sked, your Toronto Raptors get a couple days off after this back-to-back, and they will find themselves in Orlando, I'm pretty sure, on Tuesday. Yes, they play Orlando on Tuesday on the front end of a back-to-back, and then the second night they will be in Atlanta. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Raptors are in Orlando and then Atlanta. Listen, let me tell you something. Orlando... I know Orlando is not a great team. I'm not trying to say that. My point is don't sleep on Orlando. If you look at Orlando tonight, they won pretty convincingly over the Lakers. And I know the Lakers have been an interesting team this season. The Lakers are only eight and seven. And, you know, a LeBron James team getting blown out by the Orlando Magic. You might think that's more about the Lakers than it is about Orlando. But Orlando's playing better than you think. Right, I'm not saying Orlando's good. They're probably going to be, at best, their peak is probably fighting for the 7th or 8th seed in the Eastern Conference. So I'm not saying they're a great team, but they're a pesky team. That's They're a young team that's figuring it out, right? This will be a game, too, that's a test for the Raptors' uh, 5 position. The Serge Ibaka-JV matchup will be pretty big because Vucevic, is a, he's a beast down low, right? 36-13 and 13 he gave the Lakers tonight. So... This will be an interesting matchup, right? You also, I guess, uh, got to look out for the the Terrence Ross revenge game. <laughs> I couldn't even get that out with a straight face. But yeah, so you're playing against the Orlando Magic. That game is on Tuesday. Raptors can't, you can't sleep on that. Assumption is Kawhi Leonard will be back for that game. Will he play in Atlanta? Probably not. I look at Atlanta the exact same way that I look at the Bulls. No need to be playing Kawhi Leonard in those games. Also, uh, Kyle Lowry. Before we go, I'm just trying to scour the Twitter sphere right now to get an update on Kyle Lowry. Josh Lewenberg says, Nurse says he doesn't think Lowry injury is serious. Said that he just twisted it. He'll be reevaluated tomorrow. Um, the one thing I will say about Kyle Lowry, though, and this injury concern, is if he is at all even a little bit banged up, you got to consider resting Kyle Lowry on the second night of a back-to-back, right? You got to consider it. Plus, you're still trying to get Fred and DeLon back to playing as well as they did last year. So maybe a game without Kyle Lowry forces them more so into the forefront. Kind of like tonight starting Fred forced Freddie into the forefront and forced him to make plays and have a good game. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's something we got to look at in terms of your Toronto Raptors. The depth. We talk about the depth. When you're dealing with injuries, that's when the depth is going to come through the most. Again, 13 different guys scored for the Toronto Raptors tonight. (laughs) That is pretty crazy when you think about it. So, I mean, at the end of the day, good win for the Raptors. I'm trying to find out what Kyle Lowry said post-game here, and I can't find any quotes at all, although uh, Nurse wanted to get Lowry out there to find his rhythm. He'll get his ankle tested. Nurse says that he was lively in the locker room. So I guess that means that he feels okay. Doesn't seem like anything serious. Sigh of relief from the Raptors fans, right? Nothing to worry about. But yeah, I would look forward to having the full Raptors team on Tuesday in Orlando. Everybody, I would try to rest Kawhi and Kyle against the Atlanta Hawks. But hey, uh... 
Is there any feeling? I'm just going to the, the chat room for the last time here on Periscope. I see a question that says, is there any feeling about Kawhi re-signing? I have no idea. And people that are trying to tell you that they have an idea are lying. Nobody knows anything about Kawhi Leonard, right? Nobody knows anything about Kawhi Leonard. Think about this for a second. Last year, we heard so much, and in the offseason when this whole thing was going on, we heard so much about Uncle Dennis. Have we heard anything about that man since Kawhi became a Raptor? Have we seen him once? Has he been shown at a Raptor game? Do we know anything about it? That tells me that that was part of the narrative from the Spurs, right? Which, hey, say whatever you want, but my point is, we don't know anything about Kawhi Leonard, right? We've barely have heard him talk on a consistent basis for the first time this season. So do we still want Kawhi to, to re-sign? Of course. Is he leaning one way or the other? We don't have any idea. And all you can do is trust in the work that you're putting in, which I think is what we're seeing here where it's like, let's ease him in. Let's make sure that we're not, you know, having him play too hard or relying for him too much, relying on him too much in crappy games like this against the Bulls. Whatever it takes to get Kawhi Leonard to sign long-term, Masai Jiri and the Toronto Raptors are going to do that. So if you just trust in that and trust in your organization, my advice to you Raptor fans is don't even worry about that because you want to set it up in such a situation where if you're Masai Ujiri and you're a Toronto Raptors fan base, and if you look at it at the end of the year, the Raptors make a deep run in the playoffs. Let's say they lose in the conference finals, or let's say they make the NBA finals, and then Kawhi Leonard leaves. That's on him. That's not on the Raptors organization. They did all they could. They created a great work environment. They had a great team with a lot of great pieces, young pieces. The way that they've handled Kawhi Leonard so far in terms of resting him on back-to-backs, all of these things. Masai Ujiri is doing everything possible to make this a good work environment for Kawhi Leonard. Again, they brought in one of his friends onto the coaching staff. Like They've done all of these things, right? So at the end of the day, if the Raptors have a great regular season, if the Raptors make a deep run in the playoffs and Kawhi Leonard still decides to leave, that's on him. And Raptors fans, you should be okay with that because you have an organization that did everything they could. And so maybe the decision had nothing to do with the Raptors. It was more about him. And you got to be okay with that because that just means that your franchise is legit and your franchise has done the work to put yourselves in a position for long-term success because... I didn't know that Pascal was going to be this good this soon. Did you? What does that tell you? Trust in Masai, man. Whatever Masai's doing, he's got a plan, obviously. He knows what's cooking. The other thing I want to bring up on the flip side of this whole argument is before people forget, I urge you to keep paying attention to the San Antonio Spurs and your man's DeMar DeRozan because the Spurs are struggling as of late. Just pointing that out. Just leaving that there. You can do with that information whatever you want to do with that information. But the San Antonio Spurs right now are at 7-7 seven and seven and are in, what, 9, 10, 12th place in the Western Conference. You do what you will with that information. I'll leave that to you. But, again, thanks for joining me on the Wrap It Up podcast. I'll be here again on Tuesday as the Raptors start the first night of back-to-back in Orlando. But until then... Again, you can follow me on Twitter at Shell Alexander, on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander, and on YouTube. If you're looking for the podcast, multiple ways to listen to it, this and the Ball on Blast podcast, where we go over everything NBA. 
You can find that multiple ways. You can find it on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on Google Play by searching On Blast Podcast. On Instagram, or sorry, not on Instagram, on uh, YouTube. Just search On Blast Podcast or search my name, Sheldon Alexander. Wrap it up. You can find the podcast there as well. Like and subscribe. Join in the conversation there because that conversation continues all week long in the comment section there. We're building up a nice, pretty cool community there, which is kind of cool to just get different people's opinions because I'm just giving my opinion as a person that enjoys basketball, watches basketball, and I mean... A bonus, I guess I cover basketball or I've covered basketball before for an extended period of time in my job. So, yeah, closely tied to the game. Sometimes I just have a little more information that I like to share with you guys. So hopefully you're enjoying this conversation and you'll tune in once again because, as a wise man once said, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps Post Game Show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Boom, blast.